You are listening to the Daily Roundup here as part of the Reality Steve podcast. I am your host, Reality Steve. Thank you all for tuning in. Interesting Friday show for you. Did Charity spoil her own season last night? (laughs) Oh, God. Uh, We're going to talk a little bit about this is sports related, but it's also entertainment related. Whoever thought Britney Spears and number one pick in the NBA draft, Victor Wembanyama, would ever be entangled in a story together. Well, they are. We're also going to talk a little bit about Taylor Swift, once again. We're also going to talk about Threads, my opinion, after a little over 24 hours since it launched. And once again, more game show talk. That is coming up momentarily. This podcast is brought to you by Green Chef. Green Chef makes eating well easy with plans to fit every lifestyle, whether you're keto, paleo, vegan, vegetarian, gluten-free, or just looking to eat more balanced meals. Green Chef offers a range of recipes to suit your preferences. Now choose from 50-plus weekly menu and market items. Discover exciting new flavors that support your healthy lifestyle. Eat well at lunchtime, too. They have 10-minute lunches. Each week's menu includes Two convenient, low-prep, and nutritious lunch recipes ready in just 10 minutes. No cooking required. Perfect for you when you're on the go or press for time at the office. With Green Chef, you're reducing your food waste by up to 23% versus grocery shopping. They deliver everything you need to eat clean and easy this summer. Feel your best with nutritionist-approved recipes packed with clean ingredients that support your healthy lifestyle, and it also tastes great. I've told you about these. I told you for the longest time the brown butter pork chops were my favorite. Took right around 30 minutes to make. They're excellent. They come with mashed potatoes and maple glazed apple and carrots, plus some toasted pecans. It's been replaced. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's been replaced. The new one, crispy southern chicken. Comes with mashed potatoes, green beans with tomato. It is excellent. Took me a little bit less than 30 minutes to make. Serving for two people. It's less than 1,000 calories. It's about 850. So easy to make. And it is so good. Crispy Southern Chicken. You got to try it out. Now, go to greenchef.com slash realitysteve50 and use code realitysteve50 to get 50% off plus free shipping. That's greenchef.com slash realitysteve50 and use code realitysteve50 to get 50% off plus free shipping. Green Chef the number one meal kit for eating well. So late last night, about 10.45 Central Time, Doughton posted an Instagram story of a plate of food, and he tagged it Dutch Fred's, which is a restaurant, I guess, in Brooklyn. Yeah. Dutch Fred's. It's in New York somewhere. 23 hours earlier, Charity had posted an Instagram story of two drinks in a very darkly lit room with a candle, and that candle is from Dutch Fred's. So it has just been assumed that they were together. She posted it 24 hours before he did, whatever the case may be. We know that Charity was in New York because she was on Kelly and Mark. My thing is this. There's only two people it could possibly be to win this thing. It's Doughton or Xavier. Joey didn't win and Aaron didn't win. So, of course, this could be them just screwing up. And Doughton could certainly be the winner. 
certainly leaning towards that. However, the whole thing with the restaurant, I, I just, I don't really, I know how this works. I've spoken to final couples of this show before. You don't get to hang out at a restaurant together. The whole point of the show is to keep the final couple hidden as much as possible. Even when they have their happy couple weekends, they are literally driven to a house separately because they can't be in the same car because what if somebody catches them coming out of the same car? One person arrives, the other person is brought there. They don't get to walk around holding hands on the street. They don't get to go to restaurants together. Now, I can tell you that there's no way that Dotton and Charity were at the restaurant together at the same time, sitting at the same table, having a romantic dinner together at Dutch Fred's. Two, it's never going to be proven whether they did or didn't anyway. I'm just telling you it didn't happen. What this might be, though, is them shouting out to each other because Charity was there the night before or he was there. Whatever the case may be. It's certainly leaning, and this this could be obviously a smoking gun that uh, Charity and Dotton are together. And I, 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 you know, again, it was a it was a fifty fifty shot for it to be him. Obviously, we still don't know the exact breakdown of everything that happens from final four on. But this, uh, you know, could be a clue for sure. Could be a major clue. Um, and I just I, what I'm saying is that they just weren't sitting there together. There's just no way that doesn't happen on the show. It's not the way the final couples work. They don't get to hang out in public, especially at a restaurant in New York City. That's not what happens. What this could be is them just playing games and, sh- and signaling out to each other and them not thinking that um, people would notice. So the person that sent it to me in my Instagram DM said, look, he just tagged Dutch Fred's. And look at where Charity was the night before. She was at, she posted a picture on her Instagram story of two drinking glasses, and she's at Dutch Fred's. I'm like, okay, well, there's just no way they were, there's no way they were together at the same time in public. I'm sorry. The only way they, they were together in public is if the show rented out that restaurant and nobody else was there. And I don't even think that would happen. Because you still have people that work there that would see Charity and Dotton. And if one of them happened to be a fan of the show, that would give it away. They never have their final couple public, ever. That's not the way the show works. So if anything, this is just a shout out that, hey, I'm in, you know, like her wink, wink to Dotton and his wink, wink to her. It's about it. But there's no way they were at the same table together. All right. Let's move on. So this story has to do with, I mean, you talk about bizarre yesterday. I mean, if I were to tell you what NBA star had his security detail possibly assault a pop star, would you have ever guessed Victor Wembanyama and Britney Spears? Because I certainly wouldn't. But that's what we got. So the story goes like this. Victor Wembanyama is in Las Vegas because the San Antonio Spurs start their summer league there tonight. We already talked about this the last couple days on the Sports Daily. 9 Eastern, live ESPN, the Spurs against the Charlotte Hornets. So the number one pick in the draft is going up against the number two pick in the draft, Brandon Miller. It's already sold out at Thomas & Mack Center in Las Vegas. I'll be 
on my couch, front and center, at 8 o'clock Central Time tonight, watching Victor Wembanyama's first game as an NBA player. So apparently last night he was in Vegas. He was going into a restaurant, and Britney Spears saw him and went up to him and tapped him on the shoulder from behind. At that point, she's reporting that her security guard, sorry, his security guard, backhanded her across the face. And she has filed assault charges against his security guard. Victor didn't do anything. But Brittany took to her Instagram last night to tell people her side of the story. Basically says, I recognized an athlete in my hotel lobby as I was heading to dinner. I later went to a restaurant at a different hotel, saw him again. Decided to approach him and congratulate him on his success. It was really loud, so I tapped him on the shoulder to get his attention. I'm aware the player statement says where he mentions, I grabbed him from behind, but I simply tapped him on the shoulder. His security then backhanded me in the face without looking back in front of a crowd, nearly knocking me down, causing my glasses off my face. I get sworn by people all the time. In fact, last night I was sworn by a group of at least 20 fans. My security team didn't hit any of them. The story is super embarrassing to share with the world, but it is out there already. However, I think it's important to share this story and urge people in the public eye to set an example and treat all people with respect. Physical violence is happening too much in this world, often behind closed doors. I stand with all the victims, and my heart goes out to all of you. I have yet to get a public apology from the player, his security, or their organization. I hope they will. Cherish the amounts of love and support receiving at the moment. Thank you, Las Vegas PD and the detectives for their support. Okay. Unfortunately, not all of this. TMZ has video, but they don't have video of it actually happening. They just have video of Brittany and Victor in the same shot, but not what exactly happened. So it's unfortunately a he said, she said at this point. Did she grab him from behind? We don't know. She said she tapped him on the shoulder. Victor is saying she grabbed him. Now, do I think regardless of it was of if of if it was a tap on the shoulder or a grab from behind should his security detail wail off and backhand somebody in the face no so i guess they have to look into that to see what exactly happened it just <laughs> the names involved how this came to be in a vegas hotel it just seems I'm not I'm not saying I'm doubting Britney's story. I'm just saying the whole thing just seems so weird that Britney Spears ran up to an athlete to say, hey, you know, usually something like that, that meeting PR teams would get together and say, hey, Britney wants to, you know, possibly meet up. I saw that you guys are going to be there. And like a celebrity going up to another celebrity from behind just seems funny to me. Not anything that happened after that. I'm just talking about the idea that Britney Spears, who while she hasn't had an album or performing in a long time, I think she's certainly more widely known than Victor Wembanyama. Maybe in 10 years she won't be. But right now, way people won't, way people notice Britney Spears probably more than Victor. Even though Victor is 7'5", I get it. He just hasn't played a game yet. He's not on a, a, the national radar just yet. He will be soon enough because he's a generational player. But... That whole part of I'm going to go up to a celebrity because I saw him at a restaurant. I was just surprised that Brittany would do that. The whole thing is just it's just a bizarre story. You know, you hope everything gets settled. I don't think anyone's going to jail over this. 
Uh, I think there probably will be some sort of, hey, it's, it was taken care of, or hey, um, you know, like I said, you know, she said he backhanded her in the face. You know, maybe did he do it on purpose? Was he just swinging his arms to be like, hey, hey, back up, people, back up? And his arm went back and struck her. Like, it just seems weird that a security guard would just be like, hey, don't touch Victor Wembanyama and backhand a woman to the face. Has it happened before in the past? I'm sure it has. But we just don't know enough. So I'm not going to sit here and say like, oh, you know, Brittany's lying or, oh, the security guard's lying. I don't know. I wasn't there. My whole take on that is it just seems so weird that a celebrity went up to another celebrity and tapped him on the shoulder and because she wanted to congratulate him. Whole thing is bizarre. I mean, jeez. So some Taylor Swift news, shocker. Speak Now was released last night. As of this recording, it's not out yet. So I haven't heard it yet. It will be downloaded into my Apple Music quicker than you can say Speak Now. But I'm looking forward to hearing it. I download all the re-released albums. I said just a minute ago that Speak Now is being released. I think you know what I meant when I said that, that it's being re-released because she's re-recording all of her albums so she can have ownership of them. Speak Now is a good album, not one of my not my favorite, but I do like it. I do like some of the songs on there. So, I will probably have a review of it even though the songs I'm assuming they'll be close to all the same because even when she has re-released some of her other stuff outside of changing all too well from 6 minutes to 10 minutes, the other songs there are little tweaks here and there. It's just her sounding a little bit older and her now just owning those songs. It's really it for me. I know people get really giddy over the re-release of albums, and trust me, I'm you've heard me on this podcast. I get giddy over a lot of things involving Taylor Swift and her career and her tour and all that. The re-releasing of the albums, I'm kind of like, whatever. Like, I am not running and will listen to it straight through right when it gets released. I just, they're the same songs. I know how she sings them. Yes, she's a little bit older, sounds the tweak a little bit here and there. I just don't think there's anything drastic that has really been done to many of the songs, unless I just haven't listened to enough of all the songs on the re-released albums. I listen to the songs that I like, and it's like, okay, pretty much the same thing, you know? But, hey, I know people get uh, excited over these things, so by all means, I'm not going to stop you. All right, let's talk about Threads. The Instagram app that rivals Twitter, which launched a little over 24 hours ago, a lot of people are joining. Did you see on Threads, if you have joined, that it tells you what number you were when you signed up? <laughs> that is so weird. If you go to your Instagram account and you have signed up for Threads, it shows it under your profile bio or under your profile picture. I was 630,948. I've seen people a little bit less than me. I've seen numbers in the four millions. So they've got at least four and a half million that have signed up already in less, basically a little over a day. Twitter took two years to get a million followers, million people on Twitter. Now, granted, that was kind of the beginning of social media. Not the very beginning, but at that point, you know, nobody 
was on any sort of app like that. So since we know what Twitter is and has been around since 2009, and then something comes out that rivals Twitter, it's a lot easier for people to sign up right away. I get it. So I don't think that's a big deal that, oh, Threads has four and a half million people in over 24 hours, and it took Twitter two years to get one million. No, that doesn't, I don't think, that's comparing apples to oranges, at least to me it is. But I think it is kind of funny that you can see everybody's number <laughs> on their Instagram page now. Yeah, I was 630,948. So here's, after one day, I still have the same issue with threads that I did yesterday. Why am I seeing things on my feed from people I don't follow? I don't like that. And I thought maybe it was because... Somebody that I do follow commented under those people's pictures. Sometimes I do see that and I'm like, wait, why is this person on my feed? And then I see someone who I do follow commented under their picture. But still, I, I don't I, there are still things that I'm seeing. Complex pop. Is on my feed. I just I, I don't get it. Not to mention they're still not great with the chronological stuff. There are still things. Hey, Charlie D'Amelio said, hey, hi, Threads, I'm eating dinner. Thanks, Charlie. Appreciate it. <laughs> I need to I need to reply. I'm going to reply. What are you eating? No. Um, yeah, I'm looking at my I'm looking at my Threads feed right now, scrolling. The sixth or seventh feed post is Charlie D'Amelio saying, hi, Threads, I am eating dinner. Number one, I don't follow Charlie D'Amelio on Instagram, so why is she appearing in my feed? And Charlie D'Amelio posted that three hours ago from the time I'm recording this. So, again, I, I can't imagine. And look, we're only a little over 24 hours into this. They might fix this. This just might be a glitch that they haven't fixed the algorithm yet. There's no way that people are going to sit there and be like, yes, I love threads when I'm seeing stuff from people I don't follow. The whole point is you want to see everything in your feed just from people you follow. You might get a suggestion here and there. Hey, this is what this person's saying. But when I look at my Twitter feed, it's all people that tweeted that I follow or people that I follow that retweeted somebody or requoted somebody, quote tweeted somebody. Why am I just seeing random things in my feed? Not to mention random things in my feed that someone posted for Charlie D'Amelio. It was three hours ago. I just refreshed my feed in threads again. Maddie Monroe. I'm sure you're a wonderful woman, Maddie Monroe. I don't know who you are. Your default picture is a bikini picture, but you're very attractive. But I don't know who you are, and I don't care what you have to say, or else I'd follow you. And her, I, when, I, when I refreshed my threads... Maddie Monroe threaded 31 minutes ago, best movie of all time. Why is that the top thing in my feed? I don't follow her, and it was 31 minutes ago. 49 minutes ago, I'm getting something in my feed from Wendy's. <laughs> I, don't, I don't follow Wendy's. I, that has to be fixed. There's no way this... I, I'm, look, I, I'm not Mark Zuckerberg. But there's no way this is going to last if they're just throwing algorithm shit out the window and saying, here's what you get to see in your feed. Doesn't matter who you're following. Yeah, you'll see some of the people that you follow 
and you'll see some of their threads, but you're going to see other people's threads just as much, if not more. And you're going to see it from six or eight hours ago. Like, no, not going to work. Somebody get on that and fix that shit. All right, let's end with this game show stuff. Last night, again, turned on the TV, wasn't a whole hell of a lot on, and I started watching Press Your Luck. You do not know in the mid-80s how much I loved Pressure Luck. Peter Tamarkin was the game show host. They had people screaming at the television, no whammies. And then the whammies, if they did land on them, did some little stupid comic thing and people got upset and lost all their money. But the show itself was just pure insanity because it takes absolutely zero skill to play that game. Here, let's think of a game show where all you have to do is press a button and hope you don't land on a whammy. Not a whole hell of a lot of strategy involved in this one. But I'm watching it last night, and this guy is just rolling through it. I already forgot his name. I want to say, I think it's Marty. Older guy, probably in his 60s or 70s. And he was doing great, avoiding all the whammies, got to the bonus round, won a shit ton of money, won a shit ton of prizes, and actually did something smart. He had a chance to play for more money, where the top money was, I think, 100000 250000 for the top spot on the board. And he decided to walk. He had like $147,000. He had won a retirement party at Petco Park because he's a big Padre fan. He won, oh, a, a full butler service for a month. Like He won a lot of good prizes and 147000 in cash and prizes. And he decided to walk when he could have played and won more. Cause he, and he never hit a whammy in the bonus round, not once. So even if he would have hit a whammy, you're allowed four whammies in the bonus round now when you get to the end. So he still could have played and... Uh, had spins and one shit. So, man, I remember when I was a kid watching that show, and there was one guy. This is in the 80s. There was one guy, and I've never seen anybody do it since. Some people do versions of it and maybe not do it as long. But there was a guy who every time it was his spin would say, No whammy. And it went on for like 10 seconds. Carried it out for like 10 seconds. I've seen people go, no whammies or whatever. But one guy went for 10 seconds every single time. And it was like I just, and you remember, I was, you know, 8, 9, 10 years old at this point. I just thought it was the funniest thing in the world. I, I, I could not stop laughing at this guy. Probably why I liked the show so much. And the fact that it was just simple and you didn't have to think during it, you didn't have to understand anything other than, you know, I didn't care. They did the math for you. When someone landed on money, it just added to their pot. I didn't have to sit there and add it up in my head. Within two seconds, if they had $7,500 and they landed on something that was 1500 it was right away 9000 At that time, I probably could have done that math, but that's what I'm saying. They do it all for you. And your whole point is just... Get as many spins as possible, win as much money as possible by hitting a button. That was it. And when they brought it back for, you know, make it in primetime television, and Elizabeth Banks is the host, who I absolutely love, I think they've changed it a bit. 
still the same basic game, but the winner at the end has a lot more money to play for and way more prizes, and the prizes are suited for them. They know their backstory. This guy was married for like 47 years, so one of the prizes they put up on the board, if his, you know, if he stopped, hit the button and it landed on his block, uh, was getting his wife's ring redone. He had never gotten his wife's ring, his, her wedding ring, redone and in 47 years. So that was another one that was in there. They put a uh, a car on there. It wasn't a Tesla. It wasn't a Maserati. It was some, you know, souped-up sports car was another one. I said they catered to him as a person. He loves the Padres, so he got a birthday, a retirement party at Peco Park for 150 people. He, won, he ended up winning that because he landed on it and ended up winning the game. He got butler service for a month. All these prizes that are catered to it. They never used to do that in the 80s. It was just straight money and prizes and generic stuff like cruise, trip to Tahiti. That was always my favorite, a trip to Tahiti. I thought like just by game shows growing up, I thought Tahiti was the greatest vacation spot in the world. And <laughs> because I felt like Tahiti was part of every game shows, they're going to send you there if you win a big prize. So. Anyway, that was that was pressure luck last night, and I absolutely love it. I don't even know if it's on every night. And when I looked at it, this had aired back in September of last year, so it's almost a year old. There's so many episodes that I didn't see of pressure luck, but if it's on, I'm watching it. Anyway, thank you all for listening. Uh, I really appreciate it. Please follow in Apple Podcasts. Also, rate and review if you can. The Sports Daily will be up in an hour from now if you want to check that out. I hope you all have a great upcoming weekend, and I will talk to you on Monday. See you!